Pablo for breakfast. Get it when you want with the best bits plus new stuff you haven't heard. Download the Listener app now. You've looked at some research that's come out, which is quite interesting, that found children speak more openly about how they feel when talking to a robot, of all things. Yeah, so this is um, coming out of the University of Cambridge, and basically what they were looking into was how does a child feel when they're talking to a parent or a guardian Mm -hmm. or a teacher or a psychologist um, versus a robot. And what they found that while the robot can't be a substitute for professional mental health support, they can actually be what they would call an icebreaker. Um, You know, these robots were trialled and they were speaking and mimicking a child's voice to the child. Um, They asked the child questions. They created a a fun atmosphere and they even fist bumped the child. (laughs) So they would, you know, talk about things like, how do you feel about this memory Mm. or what happened last week? And they would ask questions that evoked a response from the child that gave a better indication of their mood and feelings, which therefore helps parents and teachers understand the nuances of how the child's feeling and how they're coping. Yeah, I mean, it could be a great thing to roll out. I always find with our daughter, uh, I always listen in. We do a quiet, we do quiet play every afternoon where she plays, uh, you know, by herself in a in a room with her toys and whatnot. And often, if you listen in, uh, you'll hear her sort of chit chatting away to her toys. And yeah. you know, she's got robot toys as well. And she's kind of explaining the whole day to her, and she's kind of like releasing all that info. So I guess it's kind of a bit of a similar thing. Well, we're seeing a lot of um, research come out around human-robotic interaction really Mm. being impactful for children. Yeah, it's fascinating. Uh, Now, TikTok, there's a new trend going around. Apparently, can this help you sleep? Yeah, so this is basically a a different version of white noise or pink noise. So white noise, for example, is all about frequencies and, you know, there's sounds like radio static. Mm -hmm. Um, Brown noise is more like a, a sound of a river or the surf. Um, And basically, TikTok has become quite viral in creating little videos that people are using to go to sleep. So the reason why it's become so popular are people are actually playing these videos to distract and relax themselves while they're trying to sleep. It also masks sound. So it doesn't drown out the sound, but it masks it. So for example, your your brain is more likely to ignore the barking dog down the road or an alarm that's going on or, you know, a a person that's, you know, hammering that store. So it's really just about our brains responding and then reacting to sound to help that auditory stimulation sort of allow them to sleep. I I think it's a great idea. Do you use anything like this to go to sleep? Every time I can't sleep, I always say to myself, I should try, you know, brown noise or white or whatever. Like Meditation, audio yeah. Cues, and I always forget. And then I never sleep. <laughs> So, no. I think this one, though, needs to be rebranded. I'm not sure brown noise Brown noise? Is... I know, it doesn't sound very enticing or Why not blue? Like, yeah, blue, the ocean, yeah. the sea breeze. I just think brown. I don't know. I don't know. But it seems to be taken off. TikTok seems it's, to people like it. People like it. Yeah. People like it. Uh, now, dogs. Apparently, dog yeah. owners are a little bit more adventurous, a bit more risk takers when it comes to cat. I mean, this is very stereotypical, isn't it? I mean, kind of when you think of cat people, you think of an old lady with 20 cats that never leaves her house. Yeah. So this kind of plays right into that stereotype. Yeah, so this is a study that looked into different owners of pets and that they were both cat and dog owners, but not both. And this study actually looked into how they would invest money and how they would <laughs> spend money. 
based on risk taking. And what they found is that the dog owners were more likely to take risks, but had greater payoffs long term. Right. Whereas the cat owners would be more conservative, and then they wouldn't really grow their funds, or they wouldn't really see much of a difference. So it was really about also the response of the personalities of the cat and dog owners with the animals. I mean, I guess the argument is that the dog owner approaches life in the same way as a dog feels when they see their dog come, <laughs> their human come home, and they're excited and they want to try things and they're, they're so want to be a part of everything whereas the cat owners were found to be more reserved and more conservative and you know so it just it, it actually is quite funny because um my coo at the big smoke renee is a cat owner and i'm a dog owner and we were discussing the study and how it really does sync up with how we both mm. respond to work and all sorts of things so it's an interesting study that just emphasizes that relationship between pet owners and their, and their animals. Well, I think as well, when you think of dog owners, it's a bit more go-getters, right? Because you've yeah. got to take your dog out of the house. You've got to take you it for a walk. Take they take it for a dog. Yeah. You can ignore. yeah. They make you do things. I've had a cat, you know, for, for nearly 11 years now, and they're very low maintenance. I mean, they don't do much. They just need a bit of yeah. food and new kitty litter, and that's about it, a few pats every so often. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's fascinating research and a pretty good insight into things. Uh, if you do want to find out more, thebigsmoke.com.au, jump on there, join the convo, and, of course, Alex, will catch up again next week. Thank you so much. It's the podcast for Karatha, the Pablo for Breakfast podcast, streaming now on the Listener app.